This is Trey with the Verge Network, and we've been doing our seven question series leading up to the Exponential Conference in April, and we've been asking the seven burning questions surrounding missional communities. This week, Stu, the founder and director of Verge Network, asked Dave Ferguson, church planner, author, and visionary, question three of our series, how do you transition your church to be more missional? So listen in. It's great to have you here and uh, to do this podcast interview with you on the lead up to Exponential Conference coming up in April. Um, you know, one of the big questions that uh, I think people are asking is, uh, you know, the, just the buzz around missional, the buzz around missional community. Um, what specifically led you guys down the path of becoming more missional? I. I think, Stu, I think for us, there was a couple things. I mean, there were some anecdotal things, but also maybe some strategic things we, be, we began to see. I mean, we were having conversations, uh, not unlike you, know, you guys at Austin Stone and other places, with um, there were people I got to be friends with, like a Neil Cole or an Alan Hirsch and those kind of people. And we began to see that we really felt like there was kind of also a strategic problem that we were, that we were facing, that we were doing church in a way that would probably reach only a certain percentage of the population. Mm. Um, and usually we're talking in terms of somewhere like that 50 to, you know, maybe 50 to uh, maybe 40%. And even that number, I think, is probably declining as we move further and further into a, a post-Christian era in the Western world. Mm. And so we began to say, you know, the way we're doing church, it feels like there's fewer and fewer people looking for, I guess what I would call just a positive church experience. I think there was a time when you could do church planning in a way that, that there was enough people that were looking for really good, you know, they, boy, I need something for my kids. I need some kind of religious education for my kids. And they yeah. were looking for the very best kind of positive church experience or, you know what, boy, things aren't working so well in our marriage. And so the place they would turn is I'm, I'm looking for, you know, maybe, maybe there's something the church can give me a positive kind of church experience. Hmm. And there are fewer and fewer people looking for that. And so that, that kind of along with, um, I think also kind of a, a we were, I think we were starting to show symptoms as a church in some regards, and I want to put a little asterisk on this, the showing symptoms of being a kind of a come-to-us kind of church. Mm. Because on the one hand, it was it's fascinating. I mean, I think particularly community, and that's the context I'm speaking out of where, where, where I serve. We have a kind of a long history of being very aggressive about reproducing campuses. I mean, we're getting ready to start, you know, three, maybe four more this year. And mm. so uh, we also have are very passionate about starting, you know, new churches, and, and we launched a new thing, and there's, you know, uh, about a hundred churches that are part of part of new thing. So on the one hand, we were very um, kind of sent oriented, very missional mm -hmm. in our expression macro. Mm -hmm. If I can, does that make sense? Right, right. At a large level, but when it came to kind of what we were doing in a smaller expression on the individual level, on a micro level. Um, not nearly as much, and it was much more of a, so for the individual person, we were like, no, no, you come to church with me, even though we were starting all these new large expressions. So I guess kind of a long answer to that is I think there were some things that were happening anecdotally. I was having these experiences, then our whole team was beginning to think strategically and seeing some problems there missionally uh, as far as our orientation towards being sent, yes, in large expressions, but not through, not in the smaller you know communities. Yeah, that's good. So you were really wrestling personally. You you know, it sounds like strategically you guys were wrestling. So when you actually started, you know, making transitions or making changes or or augmenting things, um, 
how did you, how did you, what do you feel like are some of the key elements to transitioning your church to, to be more missional, to, to releasing people and, and um, not, you know, not just reaching that 40%, like you said, but also specifically engaging the, the remaining 60%. How, what are some things you felt like were wins for community Christian that you said, okay, in the transition process, we, we did this and went well and it, it worked well. Well, we've, we've, uh, uh, like a lot of churches now too, I mean, we've been given this quite a bit of, quite a bit of thought. There's at least three moves that I would, I would say that we're in the process of making that I think can get us to where we need to be. And I think where, I think where Jesus wants us to be right now. Yeah. Um, I think the, I think the first thing though is I, I think for us, we had to, and it wasn't, it wasn't hard. It wasn't a big stretch for our leadership because we were already oriented this way in, in some regards. But I think the goal, you have to think of the goal as um, for accomplishing the mission is movement. And yeah. I think you have to think, how do you, how do, and, and not just movement in uh, uh, communally, like, and I think we've had been oriented that way with a large expression, but also movement of individuals. Hmm. And so for us, then there's, there's kind of three steps or three moves that we're kind of taking our church through to get that way. And um, I think the first one is, is kind of has to do with imagination. And this is, and, and we're trying to keep it pretty simple so we can explain it to people. And we're saying, here's the first thing we want is we want everyone just to see it. Yeah. That's the first expression is to see it. And that's where the spark's going to go on. You get the aha. I guess I'd give two practical suggestions on this first phase that we're doing. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, storytelling for us yeah. Yeah. and also um, commissioning. One of the kind of ahas that we're seeing, and I'm and, and I'm going to work with some other churches who are seeing this too. There's there's people within most churches that already get it. They already they already kind of they already they they they're getting it. They're doing it, and they're kind of the if you think about the innovation curve. You know what I'm talking about? Uh huh. Uh huh. On the innovation curve, early on, there's always those early innovators that like the 2.5 percent that I don't know what it is. Just intu- intuitively, they they get it and 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 are doing it. And so if you can grab a hold of those people. And and you really begin to tell their story, and I think and helping them, let, allowing them a platform to tell their story, it helps other people to kind of the spark. Oh, I I didn't I didn't really understand that. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's the, it's almost uh, like when you start telling those stories, you, you know, the people that that two point five percent that have already been doing it, it, it's almost like they now feel permission to 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 be okay with what they're doing. You know, they're. They've been doing it. They're the you know they're on the front end, and and uh, you start telling the stories or giving some language to it, and it's almost like they go, oh, thank you. It's a, it, we get almost a permission from 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 you to, to to keep doing what we're doing and to even do more. Yeah, I think it makes it, what it does is it gives them permission. You're absolutely right, and they're not all of a sudden the freaks and like, wow, I guess you know I, it, this is okay. But I think the second thing that happens is as the leaders, if we allow them to tell the story and we and we offer them the platform of leadership that we have, it does hero making too. So yeah. all of a sudden, it begins to it begins to change the expectation of of what success looks like in the, in that culture, which I think is an important thing. Um, yeah, stories seem to be so powerful at at teaching, at casting vision, at giving people hope. It's like just to hear that a story of someone that's already gone before them. It almost galvanizes in its own way, you know, uh, people to to keep going, to to do, you know, to reach out, to do something different. Right. I think you're absolutely right. 
So what were some Absolutely. what were some other things that you you felt like were critical and 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 I know you, you like us we're we're still we feel like we're still in transition and we'll be for a long long time if not forever you know and uh yeah. as you've been in process what do you what are some other things you feel like have been critical to the transition to becoming more missional well i i think one of the things well i i guess i put two things in the two i'll just get two practices one is the storytelling the other is what i would call uh, i just call commissioning and we've tried to be real intentional about um over the last probably year and a half there's been two different significant times as a whole church. Uh, the first one, I think, I mean, me and you, I know, have talked about this, too. I mean, we, we did a, we had a weekend where we talked from First Peter, and we talked about, you know, you're a priest, or a royal priesthood. Um, and so we, I mean, and this was kind of really, I think it was a marker in the life of our church, where we looked people in the eye on that weekend and said, and we, we've been, there's been quite a bit of build-up to this, and said, listen, you're priests. And in, Chicago, in the Chicago setting, where about 67% of your audience has a Catholic memory. Mm. That's kind of a jarring experience for them to go, hold it, what do you mean I'm a priest? Right. And we went on and said, hey, as a, no, I mean, look what the scriptures say here. No, you're a priest, we're a royal priesthood. You have a parish, even. There's mm. a particular people, there's a particular place that God's called you to. And and if today, okay, well, this is where we kind of said, we, we turned to, he said, if today you, you know who those people are or what that place is that God's called you to, we would love to have you, you know, come forward, and we would we want to like ordain you today, and mm-hmm. know that you have the blessing of us as, as as a church that that is your parish, and you're to act as you know as God sent person as a priest to that people or that place. And, and it was that was a, that was an awesome deal because we had people come forward and we we anointed them and we prayed for them and we asked them to say out loud, okay, who's the people, who's the place that God's called you to, and they and I, you know, I don't, know, I mean, I'm. Sometimes I'm skeptical about those kind of events, but I mean, I got to anoint some of the people. I mean, they, and they were saying like real stuff. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were naming like, hey, you know, I, I feel like God's calling us like to adopt a child, mm. uh, you know, singular kind of stuff like that. I remember another couple, and they're in the process of doing this, and you know what? We're ready. I think God is calling us to go to Haiti. We're supposed to go to Haiti, and mm. they're getting ready to do a Haiti. Go to Haiti now. They're doing a leadership residency. You know, and then there's in between stuff. I feel like God's calling me. You know, I, I love sports, and there's these kids that I'm working with on my little league team. You know, that kind of stuff. It was, it was, it was really cool. Yeah. And um, then last year we did another one too. We we did this. And it was a little different, but it was the same kind of experience where we asked people to. And we had giant maps all over our auditoriums, and we asked them to come forward and uh, actually put their 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 finger in a in kind of this uh, uh, like finger paint, and then to put their 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 fingerprint on a certain place on the map. We had local maps and international maps. You know, mm-hmm. where is God calling you to leave your fingerprint on, on, on the world? And we, we did that as a kind of a commissioning uh, moment as well. And so those kind of experiences have been important. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably should move a little quicker. Then we, we, I think the next step is then for us to help people really get it. And I think the get it part is when all of a sudden in your head and in your heart, it starts to feel differently. You start to have an understanding and you also start to have a, a passion, uh, maybe that's that's different than than, than you used to. Um, I think it, it's in that space, and that's where we're, we're getting ready to go next for us as a church. Is there has to be a change in your identity that you really begin to see what it means to be a Christ follower as a missionary. Hmm. Um, and I'm not sure we've always we haven't always got that at all on the individual level. I think there's also been a change in your practices, and 
I guess I was going to do three suggestions. I think change in identity, change in practices, and probably a change in your scorecard, hmm. um, how you keep score. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I, mean I'm, I remember in, you know, as we were kind of experimenting and kind of jumping out and from the Austin Stone side and really, you know, releasing people and really getting on the front end of, you know, how, how do we do this as a church? And, and um, I remember we... I love what you said about identity practices scorecard. We we actually did we probably did it we did it backwards and and it didn't work out so well. You know we did practices and then at the end of you know saying hey here's what you need to go do, we found out people weren't doing out of their being you know and they, they yeah. weren't their their missionary lifestyle didn't come out of their identity as a child of God as as a as a missionary that's been sent by God but here, go do these things. And, you know, we had burnout, we had blow ups, we had, you know, hiccups, we had, you know, brownouts with people, you know, it's it, uh, across the, across the spectrum, it actually backfired. And because people, we just basically put a new, we said, here, here's the new cool thing is to do these things. And we had to take a step back and go back to what you were saying about identity and say no this is rooted in your identity you're you're a child of god first you're you are a missionary you're you're a servant you're you are these things i mean and it seems like paul was really good at doing that in his letters he'd say you are these you are this you this is who yeah. you are in jesus now go do these things and and you know we kind of had it backwards go do these things and that'll tell you who you are and um and so i, I love that you put identity practices scorecard you know one of the things well thing and, and let's be let's I'll, I'll, I'll be i want to be truthful about that too i think you know because you guys i think were a step ahead of a lot of the rest of us and continue to be um yeah maybe you made a mistake and i think it was really it was probably you guys at austin stone some conversations i had with the guys at soma that kind of that are a little ahead of the rest of us that said okay let's i'm sure we're going to make other mistakes and our making mistakes but let's learn from them and try not to make that one so um, we really, I mean, it's a credit to you guys that that's, that's, that's one of the reasons I think it's on the list. Cause but truthfully, I mean, you probably know me well enough now, Stu, my bias is always for action. Right. I mean, gee, I am. Yeah. I mean, if I'm guilty of anything, I'm probably guilty of being a pragmatist. And, uh, and so, um, it was thanks to you guys. I think we're like, okay, Hey, let's make sure we're, we're doing enough teaching on this stuff and enough formation stuff that, um, at least that won't be the mistake we make. That's good.